the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. I'm so happy and thankful that you're with me today. And it's no coincidence that you're here. Either you've made a decision and a choice and you've set that little alarm or alert to uh, be part of the show today. And uh, San Diegans, thank you so much for listening. And I want to hear from you. Venturian, same thing. L.A., Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside, even up in San Luis Obispo and Santa Maria. I am so thankful to, be, to have this radio show that's syndicated and goes up and down the state. And now I have people connecting with me all over the world. Nobody in Japan or China yet. But other than that, uh, Dallas listeners, thank you so much. That was uh, somebody that connected with me and said, why don't you mention Dallas? So I'm mentioning Dallas. Anyway, so um, thank you for being part of the show. And I would love for you to share this show. Also connect with me by going to Sue Freeze. Spelt like fries, one word, dot com. So before we get started, I want to say a quick prayer. I always ask people's opinion on when they listen to the show, any suggestions on improvement and so on. And one thing that was mentioned to me, and I take note, uh, is that don't make your prayer so long because there's people that maybe aren't prayer people and maybe they don't understand and you don't want to lose them in the prayer. So I don't want to lose anybody. I want you to be here because there's so much to be said about grace, which is this topic of today. So. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I just thank you so much. I thank you so much for your grace, for dying on the cross. And Lord, I just ask that you give ears to hear, and not only hear, but Lord, let us be doers, not just listeners and readers of the word, but doers of the word. Help us to do that, Lord. Just guide our every step, our every thought, our every word. Help us to be a light in the darkness in all these things we ask in Jesus' precious name. I think that was much shorter prayer, and I hope it was good. It was good for me. Anyway, so we're going to talk about grace today, and I'm excited about it. So here we go. I've got to put my, oops, got to put my glasses on so I can see. That's what happens when you get a little older. All right. Okay. So give grace and receive grace. In Christian beliefs, the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings and the definition is a divinely given talent or blessing, plural noun, graces, the graces of the Holy Spirit. Just with that alone, we, you know, it says unmerited favor of God. We don't deserve it. It's unmerited. But we get it because God loved us. He loved us so much that he sacrificed his only son to go in our place to take away our sins, to take on all the burden of our sins so that we, we can be washed clean and white as snow so that we can move ahead and move on and not stay in this prison, this unforgiveness prison, this unworthiness thought process that the devil wants us to stay under. 
And I know this firsthand because I've lived it. I've lived it. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing that is going to stifle God's purpose in your life more than that feeling of not being worthy of receiving his grace, not worthy of feeling his love and his forgiveness. When I finally grasped that in my own personal life is when life started to change for me. And listeners, I just know that, you know, either you're in the discovery channel of uh, experiencing this, you haven't received this yet, or you've received it and you're shaking your head and going, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Sue Fleas. So wherever you are, you're right where you're supposed to be at this moment. Just understand that. You don't have to beat yourself up at all. And please don't. Please don't. God doesn't want you to do that. He is, if you're not already in relationship with him, he is looking forward to that moment and to that time. And it's just a matter of time. You have a choice, though. You have to understand that you have a choice. God gave you freedom of choice. And it's in that freedom of choice that he is giving you time, grace, whatever you need in order for you to make that decision on your own. Because, you know, in discovery, in our journey called life, what I've discovered, and maybe you have too, is that when you go through trying times and you realize you reach that breaking point where you just know that, you know, you just can't do this anymore. Something changes. The pain has to be worth the gain. And sometimes we have to reach such a level of pain in order to change direction, to change our thought process, to change our actions. What comes first? I think our belief system comes first and then the actions follow. In fact, I don't think. I know. It's just like the subject matter of forgiveness. There's been times in my life, and maybe you too can relate to this, is that there's been times where the person that I'm forgiving doesn't really deserve to be forgiven in my mind and in my heart. But I realize that that person's not suffering over the situation. They might not even know the situation. You know, it's my situation. It's my issue. So I have to make a decision to forgive that person and whatever trespasses, whatever happened, I have to choose to forgive. I might not feel the forgiveness, but my mind has to make that decision to choose to forgive that person so that I can be freed to move forward. And this has to do with God's grace also, because we need to understand that he forgives us, even when we don't feel that we should be forgiven. I was in that And I just felt like I was unworthy. I had made choices and things that happened to me that I took on as my responsibility when really sometimes they weren't, but I felt like they were. Those of you that have been through a broken family of divorce and those of you that have said it was my fault, as a child, we just take it on and we say it's our fault when really it's not our fault. And when we realize it's not our fault, it's really freeing. And forgiving our parents for whatever, whatever, is going to free you to move forward and to not be stuck. I don't know anything worse than being stuck. Maybe being really, 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 really sick. But being stuck is a a portion of, of just being stifled to be able to do what you were called to do. And, you know, we all have that choice. So what's your choice going to be right now, okay? Just pressing it in there. Is what's your choice going to be? 
if you have unforgiveness in your heart, it creates bitterness in your heart, and you cannot smile, you cannot have that freedom in your face to receive the God's love and people's love the way he wants you to. So you have a choice in your mind. Forget the heart right now, okay? The heart will follow. But you have a a choice in your mind to give grace to those that have trespassed against you because God will give you the grace. He does. He has. You know, he is a God of forgiveness. He's a God of second chances. And I am so thankful for that. How about you? So grace, if you want to write down the word grace in big, bold letters, I learned this a long time ago, and I've shared it with many, but there's new listeners right now, so I'm going to share it with you too, is grace stands for God's riches at Christ's expense. I love that. It's an acronym. I love acronyms. And it's so true. We are living in the richness because of God's grace. And he paid the price for us. You know, it's so funny because it's not really funny. It's just eye-opening for me because I am having to lean on God's grace right now for myself and what I'm going through and just everything that's happening right now. It's like I need God's grace. I need I need him to step in front of me and to part the way for me so that I can um, endure what's happening. And I don't need to go into detail. A lot of the times I do. But right now, I'm, I'm just letting the Lord um, fight the battle that the victory is already mine. I'm just not, I'm not over it yet. It's in the middle of it. So, and I'm saying this because you might be where I am right now. And not always do we have to vocalize what's going on, especially when we put our trust and faith in our Heavenly Father. And I am putting my trust and my faith in my Heavenly Father. And I know that he's going to give me the answers that, you know, we don't know what we don't know and what we don't know can hurt us. And so things appear to be one way when really there's things going on that we're not familiar or are aware of. And so we have to, I, I have to trust that my Heavenly Father has me and that I am victorious in his name. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And even though things might seem very, very tough right now in your life, in my life, we just need to believe that God has us. And if you haven't become a believer yet, if you haven't joined the Christian family, then what better time than now? You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5, KDAR The Word in Ventura, KPRZ in San Diego, and KUHL up in Santa Maria and San Luis Obispo, and I'm forever grateful. Oh, KCBQ is another one in San Diego. So um, I'm so thankful that uh, this show is going all over. I want you to connect with me, and how you do that is you go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. I want you to connect with me. It's so important that I know what's going on. And if you need prayer, you need resources, I'm here for you. And the Lord is always there. He never sleeps. I do sleep. He doesn't. So, you know, if you don't want to connect with me, I hope you do. But if you don't, please connect with your Heavenly Father. He's there and he's ready and he's willing and he's able much more than anyone else. So in Bible Gateway, the word grace shows up 124 times. I always like to know that. You know, it's just kind of interesting that we can go to this resource called Bible Gateway and we can find out things like this. And so here are four scriptures that were retrieved that have the word grace in it because scriptures are where it's at for me. 
And he tells us that in order to get closer to him, his word is how you can understand him better and draw nearer to him. His word is where you need to be. So if you're not in the Bible, get in the Bible, you know, and you don't have to go from start to finish. Um, I'm in a Bible study called Pursuing God through uh, Rocky Peak, and they're saying the suggestion is is that if you've never read the Bible, to read the Bible like a book from front cover to back cover. Now, I have a little secret. I always go to the back first, and I read like the last chapter, and I look at the table of contents to find out what's inside a little bit just because I want to have some idea of what I'm dealing with. Um, but they're suggesting that you read it like a book, and it has stories, and you read the stories, and then and then you can go back and get deeper in it, and uh, it's all good. Some people say, oh, start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or start with Proverbs, or start with the Psalms. You know, you can start wherever you want, and you can ask God to show you where to start. You know, there's no right or wrong in this. It's, we, we need to know what's in that book, and... The Lord will guide. I believe that. So Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not by works so that no one can boast. Meaning that there are religions out there that say it's what you do. It's, you know, you have to do this, do that, do this, do that. And then you can receive you know, you can go to the heavens, right? Uh, but that's not really what it is. It's not by your works. Although, I said in the very beginning, I don't want to just have, you know, readers of the word. I want to have doers of the word. Because there are a lot of very intelligent people that know a lot, but they don't put their knowledge into action. Uh, is that you? I mean, do you have a lot of knowledge, but yet you don't take that first step, second step? Because nothing happens without motion. I'm a dancer. And I can tell you that nothing happens without motion. You have to be moving. You don't have to be running. You just have to be moving. I've told people that are going through depression, this might be you right now. And all I say to people that are struggling, it is a real thing. Don't second guess it. Don't, you know, don't put it down. Don't press it down. It's a real thing. And right now there's so many people that looking on the outside look like they have everything together they have everything how could they commit suicide but they are and it's happening all around us to people that i don't know personally but i know of and you're thinking man they've got they're at the top of their game but they're committing suicide why and the truth might come out but the truth for you is is that if you're struggling with depression it is a real thing and you need to seek help and you need to have a personal relationship with our heavenly father he can help you through it but he uses people so don't isolate yourself in your room. And when I talk to people that are going through this, I'll say, where are you right now? And they'll say, oh, I'm just having a hard time getting out of bed. And I'm going to say, get out of bed. Take a shower. You'll feel better. Wash off all that icky stuff off of you and, you know, put on some clothes and just take a walk. And just talk to your Heavenly Father. Just ask Him, Lord, I'm not feeling really good right now. I'm really mad at you right now. I just don't know what's going on. I just feel like the world is not my oyster. I feel like life is just not treating me a good deck of cards. I just, you know, I just am not feeling like I want to go on. And those are true statements. Those are real. Don't, don't, don't put them down. Okay. Don't press them down to where you're hiding them and being isolated because that's what the devil wants. But the Lord wants you to come forward and come to him and he will give you rest. His burden is light. It's what he says in the Bible. I believe in what he says to you. Job 41.12, I will not fail to speak. It's strength in its graceful form. 
Psalm 45, 2, you are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. Proverbs 1, 9, they are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Put yourself in the path of God's grace. This is an article by David Mathis, executive editor, DesiringGod.org. This is his article, not mine. It's his words, not mine. I want to give credit where credit is due. I can flip a switch, but I don't provide electricity. I can turn on a faucet, but I can't make the water flow. There will be no light and no liquid refreshment without someone else providing it. And so it is, in a limited sense. For the Christian with the ongoing grace of God, his grace is essential for our spiritual lives. But we don't control the supply. We can't make the grace flow, but God has given us circuits to connect and pipes to open in case it's there. Our God is lavish in his grace, often liberally dispensing his favor without even the least bit of cooperation and preparation on our part. But he also has his regular channels, and we can routinely avail ourselves of these revealed paths of blessing or neglect them to our detriment. The places where the grace keeps passing. The essence of the Christian life is learning to fight for joy in a way that does not replace grace. Fight for joy in a way that does not replace grace. We cannot earn God's grace or make it flow apart from his free gift. It is a free gift, by the way. You can't, you know, if it's not free, it's not a gift. But we can position ourselves to go on getting should he keep giving. We can fight to walk in the past where he has promised his blessings. We can ready ourselves for receiving along his regular route, sometimes called the spiritual disciplines. There was a time when I screamed out to God, and I've said this before, where I was in my bedroom, second floor, middle room, you know, and I'd always look outside because I had friends that were always out in the street, not on their cell phones, but in the street playing. And I screamed out to God more than once and just said, why am I here, God? Why am I here? Please tell me what to do and I'll do it. When I was married and having just a lot of trouble in my marriage, I was like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just tell me what to do. (sighs) Those were the days. I look back now and I was thinking that, you know, everything was just life or death. As I was going through these trials and tribulations, I was thinking, man, it's life or death. I just got to, I got to get rid of this right now. I got to fix this right now. And when I realized that life went on day to day, the sun came up new every morning and that um, I didn't have to figure it all out right this minute, even though it's nice to be able to, you know, move at a quicker pace because I'm all about quicker pace. Uh, not always is that possible. And sometimes the Lord just says to me, be still, Sue, be still and know that I am God. I am your God. Be still. Those words, be still. Whew, man. But if you look back over when you've been still, aren't they some of the most precious moments? And I'm not talking about sleeping. I'm talking about just taking in the noises around you, taking in the smell of the air, taking in the sounds. If you haven't tried it lately, give yourself a coffee break. Get your coffee, sit down somewhere that's special, and just take it in. Be thankful for what you're doing right that minute. I'm telling you this, (laughs) and I'm taking myself up on this. That's my homework. It's a good thing. 
Stuff of everyday basic Christianity, unimpressively mundane, but spectacularly potent by the Spirit. While there's no final and complete list of such spiritual disciplines, the long tally of helpful habits can be clustered into three big groups. Hearing God's voice, having God's ear, and being with God's people, or simply word, prayer, and fellowship. Word, prayer, and fellowship. These are the daily disciplines. I've talked in other shows. Go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com, and pull up my podcast because I talk about our habits that we do every day and how it forms our life. It's the things you do day in, day out that forms who you are. It's the crisis that you go through, those trials and tribulations that dictate who you are. It helps form your belief system, and it's not all by the time you're five. I'm still being formed right now. How about you? And I'm changing And I hope you're changing for the better. If we're really devoted and desire excellence in our lives, I desire and I strive for excellence in my life because I want to be more for God. I want to do more. I want to be more. How do you do that? It's the disciplines every day. It's being in his word. It's praying. It's doing what he's asking you to do because that's what changes your life. The IMs, I'm just going to give you a little commercial, is go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and pull down the IMs. Read those every day. Your life will change. There's a scripture that says you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what you put in comes out. What you put in your mouth, what you put in your brain, what you speak out of your mouth. It's what you do every day that will change your life. So if there's a habit you're doing now that you don't really like, you don't think it's really bringing fruit, it's not giving you what you need, stop. Just stop. Stop doing it. And exchange it. Don't just stop that. Replace it. Stop and replace it with something good. Even if it's a bad word you use and you know it's a bad word, find a better word. Train yourself for godliness. Yes, it is grace, and yes, we expend effort. And so Paul says to his protege, train yourself for godliness. 1 Timothy 4, 7. Train yourself for godliness. Discipline yourself for growth. Take regular action to get more of God in your mind and your heart and echo him in your life. This is godliness. It's a gift, and we receive it as we become it. What would Jesus do? That's a question we could ask that comes to mind right now. Paul's own reliance on God for ongoing grace is a powerful testimony to this means of grace dynamic. He says in 1 Corinthians 15.10, By the grace of God, I am what I am. I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. God's grace didn't make Paul passive, but supplied the energy for discipline, and every ounce of energy expended was all of grace. How do you receive the gift of effort? How to receive the gift of effort. The way to receive the gift of God's empowering our actions is to do the actions. (laughs) If he gives the gift of effort, we receive that gift by expending the effort. When he gives the grace of growing in holiness, we don't receive that gift apart from becoming more holy. When he gives us the desire to get more of him in his word or in prayer or among his people, we don't receive that gift without experiencing the desire and living the pursuits which flow from it. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break.
Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola Termite Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on this show, just contact me by going to Sue Freeze, felt like fries, one word, dot com. Um, I can help you. I can help you with advertising because I've been doing it a really long time, longer than I'd like to admit. But I've been doing it a long time, and I've gone through the School of Hard Knocks, and I can help you out. So if you need some marketing, advertising, some new customers, some more customers, I can help you. And it's inexpensive when you work with me. And then when you find that it's good for you, then you can reach out and you can do more with the stations because the stations are great. Uh, I highly recommend advertising on these stations. But I'm a good place to start. That's all I'm going to say about that. And Learning to Breathe is a book that was written uh, when when I had an accident. And I won't go into any detail. But if you have asthma, if you know somebody who has asthma, this book is a great book to get. And it gives you so many helpful hints uh, with the asthma situation. It's, it's a real thing, and there's a lot of people, more people than ever, that are dying from asthma. So it is the passion behind E. coli services and what I do because E. coli offers the alternative treatment, non-chemical methods that can get rid of the problem but do it less invasively. People will say, gosh, I didn't call you because I didn't know you fumigated. I do fumigate. It's just not my first choice. It's not what I would recommend first. But definitely if we feel that you have the need to do that, we would definitely recommend it, and we can do that for you. So you don't have to go anywhere else. You can just call Ecola today and get your services handled. That's pest control, termite, bed bugs. Um, we also do insulation. So 
Call us. If you are looking for a career, I also want to just mention this right now, that we have openings in every single one of our offices. So if you're close to San Diego, if you're around Anaheim, uh, Fontana, Mission Hills in the Valley, uh, Oxnard, Santa Maria, Simi Valley, get in contact with us by going to termile80.com, download the application, fill it out, send it back, and we'll talk to you because we have openings in every single office. We will train you. And you can move up the ladder. It's a great opportunity for a future. And we'd love to have the opportunity to meet you and talk to you and find out if it's a good fit. We need people like right now. Okay. So getting back to the show today, we're talking about grace. How to share grace to others. Ten great ways by David Peach. First of all, I would just say that you need to really understand that you experience grace and that you've gone through the process of experiencing his grace and his forgiveness because you need to start with you. It's kind of like when you go in an airplane, if you've flown, and they they do the air masks, and they're telling you that you need to take care of the mask first yourself. You need to take care of you first because it's very difficult for you to be strong and to be used when you're not, I'm not going to say complete and healthy because we're all on this journey together, and we're always, I'm thinking, working through something, and that's okay. But we need to be on the road to recovery, and we need to understand and identify we have issues, and we're working on those issues. That's the first step, second step. Um, and the Lord is definitely needs to be part of it because he is the almighty healer. And I don't know where I would be right now if I wasn't given the opportunity to spend some really precious, devoted time to dive into whatever it was that I was di- diving into and dealing with. But I was given the opportunity to be in a place for three weeks to where I had therapy, I had God time, I had church time, I had individual attention, and I could focus on whatever it is I needed to deal with. And the Lord came in through people, and I, I learned his grace, and I was washed clean and white as snow to where now, with the experiences that I've experienced personally and experienced through others, being in this place and just being more aware because the Holy Spirit gives me discernment and awareness of what's going on around me, and I'm sensitive to it. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if I didn't do the work, if I didn't open myself up, even to embarrassment. People say, you put yourself where? You did what? And I'm like, yep, and I'm very fortunate and blessed that the Lord thought enough of me to put me in a position of healing and learning, and you are in a position where God wants to heal you. First of all, you need to understand you need help. Secondly, you need to understand where your help comes from. And thirdly, you have to be open to whatever it is and receive it and then let it go. Let it go. Here's one for you that just came to me. The Holy Spirit just gave it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to be real with you. I'm always real, but I'm going to be really real right now, and this is very vulnerable for me, so get ready because I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, A long, long time ago, I got pregnant. I wasn't married, and I was in a position where I knew that the relationship wasn't going to end well, and I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a disgrace to my mom. Uh, It's just not going to be good. What can I do? And I was very young. And so I didn't know options. I didn't know there wasn't planned parenthood, you know, things and, uh, you know, all those places that you can go now to get more information. I didn't have that. And so 
all I knew was is I needed to take care of the problem and I needed to do it very quietly and secretly. So it was my secret. And I lived with that secret quite a, quite a long time. And I aborted my baby. And my baby would be, let's see, well, doesn't matter. Um, it was a little boy. I knew that. And I aborted that baby. And I got married later and had two children, beautiful, wonderful children. I love my kids. And uh, it wasn't until 13 years in the marriage that I actually was put in a place or I put myself in a place that I was referring to earlier where I didn't realize that that decision, how much emotionally it affected me. I didn't realize just how much it was causing me not to be freed and to understand his grace, which is why I'm bringing it up because the subject is grace. And without God's grace and forgiveness on killing my baby, I could not be telling you the story right now. I could not sit uh, on this radio show and, and be real without that. So God works amazingly well if we allow him in and we allow him to do the work he needs to do. But we have to be willing, don't we? We have to be willing to um, be vulnerable and transparent. My emotions are in my throat right now, and I know that that's really close to my heart. So I'm just telling you that I'm telling you this not to feel sorry for me because I'm healed in Jesus' name. And it's because of God's grace that he forgave me and he put people in my life. One person, his name is David D'Albany, Dr. David D'Albany. And I've lost contact with him, although on Facebook every once in a while I reach out. But he is the person that God put in my life to walk me through this process it was not an easy process, but this is what happened. It was just Dr. D'Albany and myself in a room, and we were having a, uh, you know, a one-on-one. -on -one. And he says, I want you to close your eyes, Sue, and I want you to picture your baby. And he's wrapped up in a beautiful blanket, and you're holding him in your arms. And now what I want you to do is I want you to picture God looking down on you, and you're going to hand this baby this bundle of love, you're going to hand this baby up to him. And so I did that, and it was very visual, and it was very real. I actually took my hands, and I could feel my baby in my hands, and I reached up, and Jesus took my baby. And there was something that happened because I felt God's grace wash over me to where I felt his forgiveness. And I will never forget this, but I will tell you that his grace is sufficient. Sufficient for me, but also for you. And I'm just telling you that because somebody needed to hear this. So there's tears rolling down my eyes. <laughs> and it's okay, because they're tears really of joy. They're tears of understanding his grace. And I don't tell people about this unless I feel it's going to help others because it's not about me. And this isn't the only thing that I've done in my life where I really felt I needed his grace. There's been many things. You know, and in the Bible it says, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we all have our secrets and our stories, don't we? And this is one of mine. I'm not proud of it at all, but I'm thankful I'm thankful that God thought enough of me, and he thinks this way of you, too, that his grace is sufficient, and it's there for you. 
It was there for me, and it was so real. People say, how can you believe? How can you believe there's a God? How can you believe that he's real? With all of the things that are going on in life, how can you believe? And all I can say is, I know nothing else but what I've experienced personally. It's like when people talk bad about other people. I base my decisions on how people treat me, not what goes on outside. It's how people treat me and how God has treated me is wonderful. Now, I have other things that happened to me and were not my decisions. They happened to me. And people say, how could you believe that there's a God if, if those things happen to you? And I'm thinking, because God is good. I'm redeemed. I'm freed of all of that. And I wouldn't be. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that I wouldn't be on the radio right now talking to you if I hadn't gone through everything up until this point. Because everything that I've been through has led me to be right here with you right now. Because there's, even if I touch, God touches one person. It's not me. It's God through me. But if, if only one, if one person is touched by this story, if one person is touched by my radio show, then I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing a good thing. And there are times I have to tell you, there's times I'm going, am I, am I really supposed to be doing this? Am I really supposed to be doing this? And then something happens or people connect with me on the Sufri site and they say, thank you so much for what you're doing. If you're tuning in right now, thank you so much. I'm sorry I got a little heavy there, but not really. Uh, you probably needed to hear it for some reason, whatever you're going through or somebody you know is going through. So you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Grace has been defined in many ways. When we talk about God's grace, we think of his giving us his son for our salvation. My favorite definition for God's grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. We deserved the punishment of hell, but God graciously bestowed on us the gift of his son. So knowing about God's grace causes us to seek to know just how to show grace to others. While I can't offer salvation to another person, I can be kind and gracious to them. Showing grace to others is a matter of dealing kindly with them, even if they don't deserve it. So I have some numbered items here. Showing grace with word. When speaking with people, you should use words that are kind and gentle. Obviously, they are. there are times we need to correct other people, but it never has to be done in a hateful or mean-spirited way. Find a way to gently say what needs to be said. In business, this can happen too. You know, sometimes we just feel like frustration. We feel like, how could that happen? How could that, you know, why didn't this person know about this or that or you know how did that person run into the other person and you know why was he not watching you know there's just so many things but we need to watch our words because our words are a two-edged sword look for the needs of, of of others can you help someone in some small way if you ask yourself that every day and you ask the lord to reveal to you how you can be a blessing to someone i do that holding a door for someone whose arms are full can be a small action that helps in a great way if you will seek out little actions you can do for others, it will help you become a more graceful person. Don't just look for opportunities to fulfill monumental needs. Our ability to change other people's lives with large financial donations or heroic actions are seldom within our grasp. But we can affect people every day with simple kindnesses. Respond with grace. Have you been criticized by someone, even unjustly? You don't have to let others walk over you. But you can respond in a gracious way. Accept what they have to say and thank them for their input. The news they bring you may upset you and hurt you deeply. 
the way you respond can help the healing begin immediately. A quick response with anger will leave you seething, but the sooner you can respond with a smile and a calm spirit, the sooner you will be able to see the truth in their words and make the changes that need to be made. Isn't that so true? You know, this just happened just the other day where I felt like there was this person coming at me pretty strong. And so what I had to do is I had to listen, even though I wanted to, you know, my, my knee-jerk reaction was to respond. Um, I sat there and just took it because I wanted to really hear it. And then I had to decipher how much of this is true and how much of this is just not true. And then what was truth, if there was any way, search me and know me, O oh God, if there's any evil way, pluck it out, right? It's Psalm 139, my favorite verse in the Bible. And, and so I'm like, okay, if there's any truth to any of it, what can I do with that? If there's room for improvement, then why not? Then we thank the person. Even if we didn't agree with 90% of it, 95% of it, but there was 5% that could have been improved upon, it's a good day. Four, graceful presence. Take opportunities to be with someone in a time of grief. They don't need you to deliver some special speech or do anything grand for them and the family. Your presence may be all that is needed to show you love them. You know, there's so much death and sickness going on right now. And it is difficult to know what to say. And sometimes not saying anything is the best thing. But just being present is a present. Did you hear that? Just being present is a present. And sometimes that's all we need to do. So be available. Funerals and hospital stays are times when you can make a quick visit that will leave an impact in someone's life. You don't have to spend hours with them, but they do want to know you care and that you are thinking of them, even if it is just a 10-minute visit. Stopping by to say hello can mean the world to them in their life of in their time of physical or emotional pain. When you have the opportunity, I know we're busy. We're so busy. But if you have the opportunity to do that. Here's another thing, funerals. Funerals. You know, the person that you're, you know, you're really loving and, and caring about is gone. But the people that are left behind need you too. So I'm not real good at this, and it's usually because I've got conflict in appointments and I can't move something. But, you know, when you can, you need to be there. And even if you could go before or you could go after, if the time is not right, that's not a bad thing, right? Forgive with grace. And just on that, I will tell you that um, Dimson is a gentleman I've talked about before, and Elaine uh, is a friend of mine that listens to my show regularly, and she works in the bank that I go to. She's an executive in there, and, and I always ask her, I ask her employees, you know, what is it that Elaine does that, that you love so much? Because they all love working for her, so I want to learn from her. And she always giggles. She goes, no, I want to learn from you. I'm like, you know, we're, we're each other's fan club, I guess. But anyway, thank you, Elaine, for listening. Um, but Dimson, uh, I missed the funeral because I had a conflict. I think I was shooting a TV commercial or something, and I just couldn't get out of it. But uh, about a week later, I realized somebody told me that Dimson's wife was sitting uh, across from where I was sitting. And so I went to Elaine, and I said, Elaine, I said, I don't want to interrupt the conversation that's going on over there, but is that Dimson's wife? And she said, yes. And I said, I'd really love to just meet her. And she says, Sue, I think that'd be a great idea. Because I guess earlier that Dimson's wife, I don't know her name, which is terrible, but 
um, she listened to a show that I was talking about, Dempson, and she she said that after listening to the show, Elaine told me that uh, she just really was thankful that I mentioned him on the radio and that um, just the things that were said were so sweet and kind. And so I just wanted to introduce myself to her and tell her I'm sorry for her loss. She has a seven-year-old baby. And it's just a terrible thing. that He was just way too young to leave. It was just terrible. Anyway, so she just thanked me and hugged me, and uh, it was just wonderful. I missed the funeral, but I didn't miss my appointment. My appointment was right there with her in the bank. And so we just have to, you know, take a moment out, carve a moment out, and do something. It was just wonderful. It was a blessing for me, and she said, thank you so much. That was good. Forgive with grace. When someone asks forgiveness, accept their apology graciously. They have come to you humbly asking for your pardon. That is not a time to tell them why they should have done so much sooner, nor is it an appropriate time to correct them and tell them how they could have handled the situation better. If you are in a teaching or authoritative position over the person and you need to give them advice that will help them in the future, separate your advice from your forgiveness. Hmm. That's a good one. Allow them to see you have accepted their apology and then later share with them the correction and direction they need. Separate it. Good advice. I'm going to remember that one. Learn to say, I'm sorry. There's been people in my life that don't know how to say, I'm sorry, and it really, it ruins a relationship. And men, if you have trouble with this, you know, you can change it. Just make a decision right here, right now. From now on, I'm going to accept responsibility for my actions, and I'm going to say I'm sorry. When you make a mistake, swallow your pride and ask for forgiveness. Maybe they wronged you in some way, but you responded inappropriately. You can ask them to forgive you for your response. Remember, grace is giving to the other person what they don't deserve. Even if, in your opinion, they don't deserve an apology, you can ask their forgiveness for your wrong response. Seven, keep short accounts. This is a good one. Don't harbor. Don't harbor things. When you need to apologize, do it quickly. Don't keep a running total of how many times they have done wrong towards you. Forgive, even if they don't ask for it. Grace can go a long way to repairing a relationship if you will respond in a loving way, even when they don't. Good advice. Clean up your language. Beyond using gentle words with those around you, be careful how you express yourself. Do you have some words in your vocabulary that shouldn't be there? There may be some words you say that aren't really bad words, but the way you say them express the same feelings as your coworkers' curse words. Be careful with substitute curse words. Even if you aren't saying the same thing, you mean exactly the same emotions as others who use the real words. Hmm. Good. Say thank you to show grace to others. Thank you. You know, in the Bible it says, give thanks in all things. Do we do that? Are we thankful? Take time to say thank you. It doesn't cost anything, but it can show other people gratitude and grace. Write a simple card expressing your appreciation for a kind act on your behalf. You can make a difference by putting a thank you on your lips and a card in someone's hand. I don't know. I'm getting a lot of this. How about you? Take interest in others. Certainly it is appropriate to respond to questions when people ask you about yourself, but try to ask a few questions of your own and learn about other people. Let people talk about themselves, then be interested in their response. Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. These are all very good things to remember. And if you didn't write those down, if you're driving, no problem. You can go to Sufri, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, 
and you can, um, you know, listen at your leisure, which is really a nice thing to be able to do is listen at your leisure. So a lot of the times I read out of Jesus Calling, Enjoying His Presence, Sarah Young. And so I'm going to read today, and this is really good. And this is the Lord talking, Jesus talking to you. Okay, ready? It says, let me help you get through this day. There are many possible paths to travel between your getting up in the morning and your lying down at night. Stay alert to the many choice points along the way, being continually aware of my presence. You will get through this day one way or the other. One way is to moan and groan, stumbling along with shuffling feet. This will get you to the end of the day eventually, but there is a better way. You can choose to walk with me along the path of peace, leaning on me as much as you need. There will still be difficulties along the way, but you can face them confidently in my strength. Thank me for each problem you encounter and watch to see how I transform trials into blessings. Thank He's saying, thank me for each problem you encounter? Yes. Yes. And here's the scriptures that go along with this. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel, 1 Corinthians 10.10, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. How many of you want peace? I want peace. So today's God's grace is peace. It will give you the peace you need. Do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. If you don't have a relationship with your Heavenly Father, just ask Him. He'll be there for you. And, you know, when you wake up in the morning, put your feet on the ground. Say, you know, help me to be a blessing today. So be a blessing today and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye-bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.